TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. We also uh, voted for captains uh, yesterday and I revealed it to the guys today and I'll reveal that to you guys right now. So the uh, captains for 2023 are uh, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Eddie Jackson, uh, DJ Moore, and Justin Fields. Um, and as last year, we'll have also have an honorary captain uh, each week uh, going into each game. And, you know, I always tell the guys the first rule of leadership is leading yourself, and everybody's a leader. And we need uh, leadership in every room uh, from the first guy to the last guy. And we need uh, discipline and habits have to be right. And we have to do a great job of leading and following. You know, that sometimes you have to – you take the lead, and sometimes you also got to listen and, and, and follow, follow who's in front. And that's important that we do that as a group. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the free Odyssey app. Coach Eberflus right there talking about leadership. And leadership's a little bit clearer for the Chicago Bears as they've announced their four captains for the upcoming season, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Eddie Jackson, and Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is a big dude. You see him in, in his interviews. He looks like a big guy. So they, they made the correct choice. You ever been a captain, Clay? No, back in college as a captain. But, uh, you know, they have the honorary captains that are captains, uh, you know, on a specific game. They'll have four captains, and every game they'll have an honorary captain. I was an honorary captain okay. a couple times, but okay. I was never, like, voted a captain in the NFL just because I was, I was never a starter. Do people, do people uh, really get bent out of shape when they're not named a, a captain? If they're like right there at the cusp and they think they're a captain, yeah, they'll get bent out of shape. Honestly, I never put much, you know, into that because some some guys that are captains are guys that don't put in the work. Some guys that are captains, you know, do like they just have the name or something like that. They just they just have to put this certain player as a captain. Your your quarterback first of all has to be a captain. <laughs> if your quarterback's not the captain, you're doing something wrong. You got to start all over. <laughs> your quarterback's gonna be a captain. And then the leader of your defense, middle linebacker, is probably going to be captain too. Okay. So after that, you get two more guys that are veterans that have been around the team to be captains. But, I mean, there's there's captains and then there's guys you look to in specific situations. So I don't think having the C on your chest, it's a big honor. So I mean, there's, there's sometimes teams think, say, nobody voted for this guy. Somehow this guy was a captain. The coaches picked <laughs> the captain. That's great if that were to happen. They take the names and they decide who the captain is. And they say people voted And they on say it. people voted on you. This is who voted in the captain. Everybody's like, no, I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for him. That's I didn't vote so for him. Funny. So take that with a grain of salt. I think our captains are great. Our captains are all good guys. 
being around the organization. I've heard nothing but good things from all these guys and seen that all these guys work hard. But in a lot of situations, the captains, you know, might be guys that the coaches just selected for whatever reason, and the players don't really see them as the leaders on the team. Yeah, well, the Bears have named theirs, and they've also made a couple of moves. The Bears signed today Nathan Peterman. Yep. Uh, and wide receiver Trent Taylor, who's going to be handling punt return duties. Yeah. Chicago Bears replaced the following players on injury reserve, and that is Tevin Jenkins and Doug Kramer. Tough, man. I think that's got to suck always getting hurt, right? Like, especially in the NFL, like, you want an opportunity to prove yourself. You can't be full strength, and then you never, and even after a couple of injuries, you're never probably ever going to be at full strength again. No, it's tough, man. When you get hurt early in the year, it, it's it's tough for you because you know you're never going to be 100% until maybe later in the year. When you come back, you're going to be able to play, but you're probably not going to be able to play at the best of your ability. So it's always hard. I've been there. I um, tore my calf during training camp, ended up coming back week three, missed like six weeks, all preseason, come back week three, and just from like week three to week six, had solid games, but you just can't do the things, all the things you want to do because you're still the body's nervous. getting stronger. The body's getting, to... getting back into it. You're getting used to the hits. You can do all the film study, all the weight training you want, but there's nothing like being on the field between those lines, seeing it, getting prepared for it, just knowing when a blitz is coming, seeing the blitz, knowing your your hot receiver. You know, there's just so many things that you have to learn on the field, and you have to be out there for. So it always sets you back. But if you're a veteran. Obviously, you're better at that. But these are some young guys that are having injuries. Like Brisker, has Brisker played? Mm. You know, I want. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I don't know what what his, they haven't said what his injury is. I hope it's not concussion based. You know, is it something that he's going to be able to just come into practice Wednesday, a typical practice week, and be ready for the Packers? They got some good receivers. They got Christian Watson who can run. They got Romeo yeah. Dobbs who can run. Jordan Love can throw the football. I like their. I like their tight ends. Luke Musgrave. He's a guy that can run. I, I was down at Mobile, Alabama. I told you that. He was probably the first guy that popped me and go, I love this tight end. This dude is big. He can run. The Packers got him. He's going to be different maker, difference maker for years to come. That's guy. They got to get him the ball, though. That's going to be the interesting thing. Uh, Eberflus talked about your guy, Jaquan Brisker, and uh, what's the update on his status? And Brisker's been out for a long time now. Is yeah. there, has this changed where you are? It's at least in question whether he'll be ready for next week. We, he's doing a lot of re, uh, going, uh, doing things this, this weekend. You know, he's been in there in practice uh, this week, which has been good. Um, and he's been working off to the side also during practice. So he's starting to get himself in there. And we feel good where he is. And Wednesday, next Wednesday, will be a big day for him uh, when we get back into the pads. So it, it'll be a big day for us. That sounds like, that sounds like you're not 100% sure. That you're well, it's just to wait and see. You know, how, how does the rehab go this weekend? Because you know, he's doing something every day. He's doing something Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then into Tuesday. And then we'll see where it goes. And, again, when you get the pads on and start and start cracking and, and doing full-speed movements, then we'll, we'll see where it is. It's hard. I think the Bears need to be most certainly at 100% or close to it if they want to, I guess, I don't want to say use the word easily because that's not going to be – nothing's going to be easy. But if they want to – convincingly beat the Green Bay Packers week one. I don't need to be convincing, but do, do you know who Jaquan Brisker's backup is? 
Just a just a simple question. Do you know who he is? In my mind, in my mind, it's Kyler Gordon. In my mind, in my mind, because I'm like he's a big hitter. If Maybe he something could play to some wrong, strong safety, and that's my that, that's in my mind, right? Because I because I, I feel like Quindrell Johnson, <laughs> who Quint? This guy got here yesterday. Trust me, Gabe. I've been picked up on waivers. It's not easy to step in and waivers and to play any sort of a role on a team. I got signed from the Jaguars. That was back in the day. We didn't have a week before the season. Right. This was the oh, next. Right, right, this right, was right. the next week. You get released. You get signed. The first play of the of the season, I end up catching a pass against my old coach Andy Reid. So life happens fast, man. It's crazy, but it's not easy to do that. If Jaquan Brisker cannot go, and you are stepping on the field with Quandrill Johnson, a guy who got here today, yesterday, doesn't know anything about this defense. He's a rookie. He doesn't know how to learn a, a, a defense quickly because veterans can can categor, categorize things. They know how to pick up things quicker. Okay, we're in trouble is all I got to say. Maybe you move over uh, Elijah Hicks and uh, and he plays strong safety. Be no, a little bit him. better. Yeah. Right, right, right. But not much. Kendall Williamson, he made some good plays during the preseason. He's your like deep backup right there. But you're right. Depth at the safety position is a very big concern. Obviously, yeah. we have depth issues a, a lot of places on the defense and – you know, I understand them getting rid of some of these pass rushers. And it's because, the natural progression, Clay, right? Yeah. I mean, you go from talent being the issue on a roster. To depth. To depth. And that's the natural progression. Yeah. And then from there, it is, you know, trying to find your weakest points and shoring up those areas. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that at least if the team is healthy, you know, they'll be okay. And and But you're right. Next year is when they have to address depth, right? Bringing guys that can't compete. Absolutely. And, and see what that is. Jack Sanborn shouldn't be a starting linebacker. I don't mind Jack Sanborn. No, no, no. I, don't, I don't mind him, right? But I'm talking about and where we're at. Jack Sanborn, because we're talking about depth. Right now you have Noah Sewell there. Who, yes. Again, we don't mind, but you know Noah Sewell there. Uh, as some, who's, who, who are the, the linebackers that are that next wave? Well, I, I prefer Jack Sanborn to be part of the next wave and have another stud in the place of Jack Sanborn. No shade at Jack Sanborn. I think he's really good. I think our linebacking crew is, is great. I think TJ Edwards is a heady linebacker. He's always in the right spot. I think Tremaine Edmonds is a big athlete that can cover the middle of the field. I think Jack Sanborn knows he's only going to get 10 to 15 snaps. You know, most teams play in nickel defense now, so Kyler Gordon's going to be on the, on the field for most of the game. Absolutely Jack Sanborn's getting 10 to 15 snaps. He's not going to have that big of a, a of a role just because of the amount of snaps he's playing. And then you got Noah Sewell and Dylan Cole, who are great special teamers. Another depth issue is going to be defensive end. You know, obviously we got Demarcus Walker and Yannick Ngagwe. Then we got what? Rasheem Green and, and Dominique Robinson. That's you tough. bring in Khalid Kareem, a guy that hasn't been here. He's not going to be ready to really play any big role. And how do you feel about Terrell Lewis and Travis Gibson? I know they're, they're guys that didn't fit the scheme and you want to stop the run because you were the second worst team in the NFL last year against the run. Yeah, I mean, Lewis looked like a 3-4 guy. Yeah. Most certainly. Travis Gibson obviously excelled the most when he was in that 3-4 defense. So it makes sense that, you know, those are not the guys you want. Yeah. But, but, but again, we're talking about creating depth next year, and that's when you go either sign a defensive end, pick one up in the draft, like you know, you create depth. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: because defensive end obviously is a position that we're all going to be looking at closely here in Chicago. From a tight end's perspective, yeah. Who did you have more fits with? Defensive ends that were stronger, or defensive ends that were quicker? 
the defensive, I love the big, strong brutes. The guys that didn't didn't move, didn't have that wiggle, didn't have that AI crossover. That's why I love Jalen Carter. He was like J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was a dude that was big and strong, but J.J. Watt was so elusive. That dude was slippery. Yeah, He was elusive. You try to fire out and, fight and, and hit J.J. Watt, He's going to give you a wiggle and he's going to throw you to the side. Mm. The dudes that are just, I'm, you know, I'm big and strong. I'm going to fire off. Yeah, like I love those guys because you knew they weren't going to move. You're not just going to move me out the way. Like yeah, let's let's do that. I love those guys. The guys that are the best. The guys that make the most plays are the guys that do have some elusiveness and some wiggle. Those are the players that are harder to block. But it's harder for them to be to to be that elusive person. And play in a four-three defense in a right? specific defense where there's a lot of structure and there's a lot of rules. You got to set the edge. You can't maybe you know take the inside C gap. Instead, you got to make sure you have control of the D gap. If you lose the D gap, you're in trouble. Your coach is going to have your tail. Okay, so there's a lot of rules there for some guys, and I think obviously the scheme matters in that sense in to how some of these guys can play. And I think right now what they're looking for is some is some big guys that will be able to set the edge. And before you can stop the pass, you got to stop the run. Second worst team in the league against the run last year, average and yards per game. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely tough to watch. We all want the defense to be better. They're going to have to contribute if they want uh, to pile a couple more victories together. And it's not only going to be Justin Fields that has to come through week in and week out. It has to be that defense as well. And that's what we'll be watching closely. Uh, We get to talk to our next guest about not just the defense, but the offense of the Chicago Bears. Herb Howard is going to be joining the show. What does he think about the depth of the Chicago Bears? We'll ask him after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Clay Harbor. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I look at it as opportunity. You know, we brought a lot of good guys in. The one thing about every one of those guys we acquired uh, through the course, and you're right, it's it's all, it's half or maybe more. I don't know, but it's uh, it's you know those guys all love football. You know, so it was an easy 
easy fit for those guys to gel with the guys that we had currently on the roster. You know, so you go through free agency, you add those guys, and you go through the draft, add those guys. And then we keep, you know, kept adding a couple more guys as we, as of late, and they all love football. So the culture right there, if a guy loves football, he's going to love his teammates. He's going to love to practice. He's going to love to prepare for games. And that's what we already have in the locker room. So it's a pretty easy fit. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. Happy Thursday, everybody. We are one week away from NFL football. Let's go. I know. One more week. Thursday, next week, we will get our first game, and then the Bears will take on the Green Bay Packers Sunday, 325 p.m., and our next guest will be there, bright eye, bushy tail, ready to take in everything he possibly can on that game. And he's joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino, Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's the Chicago Bears beat reporter for It's the Bigs. It is none other than Herb Howard. Herb, what up, man? Hey, Clay, what's the word? How you doing? Good. You know, Good, you know uh, 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 Clay was giving me crap about my outfits that I wore when I – did that Hulu thing for Lollapalooza, Herb. And I, I know try, where this is going. And I, I know where this is going. And I tried to tell him, I said, nothing. There's, you got, I got nothing on my man, Herb Howard, with the salmon. <laughs> Next to my guy, Luke Canellis on Fox 32. You look great, man. It's a mob. 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 <laughs> Listen, I worked, in a, I worked in a flower shop for like six years. I know my ribbons and my colors very well. And my dad would agree. Salmon. Young man, salmon. Right, salmon it is. Salmon it is. Salmon it is. But it's good, though. But it's good. That's good. I'm glad it, went, glad it went well. You got an opportunity uh, to watch the Bears for that last preseason game. I mean, thoughts on the Bears after preseason, Herb? I mean, obviously, you know, they brought in a couple of new guys, but no one that's going to necessarily shake up the entire room. So, you know, from what you've seen and, and, and where this Bears team was last year to where they're at now, you know, what are the what are the expectations for you? Yeah, I think the spring was better than the summer, honestly, and just because of the acquisitions that they were able to do, then you kind of hope that you would see those things come together over the course of training and preseason. Injuries just didn't allow for that to happen. You look at that secondary, you talk about the time that Bojack missed, the time that Jaquan Brisker missed, and obviously the offensive line, right? You wanted that thing to come together. You thought, you know, that you put together a group and you say you got Braxton Jones and you got Kevin Jenkins, the left guard, only at center, and you find Nate Davis and you draft on and you think, okay, that's a pretty good spot if they could get enough reps and, and start to build that cohesiveness. But it just didn't happen because of injuries. And so you kind of have more questions coming out of camp than you had going into camp just because they weren't able to, you know, get enough snaps together on the field. And so uh, you hope they can come together relatively quickly and then they can figure out what they're going to do on the, with the interior of that offensive line. But I think that you felt a little bit better about certainly the offensive line coming into camp than, than you can feel coming out of it. Yeah, I can attest to that, Herb, as a guy that played nine years in the league, played in the trenches. I mean, I don't know if the O-line would say we played in the trenches as tight ends because we would get to go out and do some of the pretty stuff and catch passes mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But I say we played in the trenches at least. But I agree. it takes something for you to get used to blocking the guy next to you. When you got a tackle, especially for a guard, you got two guys to learn their steps, to learn their cadence, right. to learn how they talk, to learn how, learn how they're seeing the defense. Are they seeing it the same way you do? Do you have to talk? Can you go through a rep and say you, you don't have to? I got to the point with some guys, we didn't have to make calls. 
because I knew he knew what we were doing, and we didn't want to give away nothing to the defense. Then you're playing against a right. new guy. You're pointing out your calls. You're making your calls. You might make a dummy call here or there. Hey, we're making a dummy call this play so the defense can't catch it on. I feel with these guys being out, these little idiosyncrasies that you get, you build in camp, the, the trust, the co- cohesiveness of the line, the unit, they really didn't get to build. And with Tevin being out, I think that's a big loss to me. He was their best offensive lineman. I loved watching his tape every week because he was a nasty guy. He finished. He brought an attitude to this Bears offensive line. You know when he's healthy, he is playing to the whistle in and out. So I got one question to ask you. If there's one position group that you're confident with, what position group is that? And then if there's one that you're questioning, me and Gabe just had a conversation on uh, the segment before this about one that I'm concerned with with some injuries, but I want to hear what you think about which position group do you think is in the best position going into the season and which one do you think it needs the most work? I like the linebackers. I like what they did overhauling that position. You think about bringing in Tremaine Edmonds, you know, he's an all-pro type linebacker. His size, his, his, his athletic ability, he's a multiplier for that defense. And then you put him next to T.J. Edwards, and I just think the way that they're able to use their instincts and athleticism to react, get downhill. I think I feel good about them so long as Shane is ready to come back off his injury. I love the secondary. I know you're only asking for one, but I love what that secondary is able to do yeah. if they're healthy again. If Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brister are able to go from, from week one and they can stay healthy, I like that back end. I think it's really, really good. Hopefully Tyreek can develop, Stevenson can develop yeah. into the player that they hope he is. But I, really, I really like the, the, the back of that defense. Um, if Jaquan's not healthy, most, though, but do you know who his yeah, backup that's, is? That's huge. That's, I don't know. Does anybody? Quin, Quindrell, <laughs> Quindrell Johnson? Right. What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like he, he, got, he, got, he got here yesterday. I mean, obviously, Elijah Hicks has been with them since last year. They drafted him, and they like some of the things he's able to do. But you go back to last year, and you had a guy like DeAndre Houston Carson, who you knew you could you know, count he on. Doesn't have the right, he can count on exactly. He doesn't have the physical gifts of Eddie Jackson, but he knows what his job is. He's going to be in the right place. He's a good leader. He understands his responsibilities. And now you don't really have that. You have two safeties with these injury concerns, and Eddie Jackson hasn't been able to stay healthy the past few years, and Jaquan Brisker has this yes. uh, concussion issue that he dealt with last year. And so you never know when those things are going to pop up, and exactly. then you end up with one of these young, unproven players on the back end of your defense, and that's just not a recipe for success for anybody. That makes you question keeping seven wide receivers when you got these guys going through injuries at safeties with some young guys behind them. There are some veteran safeties out there, and you're, you're keeping three quarterbacks. I think there's five or six teams that keep three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster. You got five running backs. You got seven wide receivers. I think you need some depth at, at safety. If one of these guys go down early in the season and you have to put one of these guys in and they get beat, I think you can look at that roster and say, that was a mistake. You needed some more depth there. You needed a veteran player that you could count on to come in if one of these guys go down. At some point in the season, it's going to happen. All right, but I've been trying to tell Clay. As I said, I just told him this last week. Clay, you cannot get everything in this in one year. He he, yeah, he exactly. went from no talent. <laughs> he went from no talent on the team to some talent. He can't, he can't address the talent and the depth piece. I think it's okay to point out where there are shortcomings on this roster. I know we know Ryan Pohl said it as well. Like we're about eighty percent, you know, where we want to be with this yeah. with this thing. Yeah. But but you know, come on, Clay, you coming down I'm just, hard? I'm just saying something they could do right now with a guy like 
DeAndre Houston Carson. Okay. Just that's a fair. safety that you know if Brisker, who's been dealing with injuries, Eddie Jackson, been dealing with injuries, if one of those one of those guys go down against Green Bay, you are but that's in why serious said, right. trouble. But that's why, I t- that's why I said, and tell me what you think about this, Herb. I said, you know, in my little fantasy world, you know, there is a situation where, you know, a, a Kyler Gordon is asked to step into that space because he is a heavy hitter. <laughs> because he can, you know, he go don't across know the, the scheme at safety. I, I think he could play because he's a guy that hits, but I don't think he's tr- he's getting reps at safety. There's no way right. they move Kyler there. I think if you gave him a chance to learn the position to really get comfortable with it, that's something right, he well, can let do me ask athletically. You then, Clay. Let me ask you then, Clay. What what position on defense <laughs> would be easier to pick up if you're coming in as as a free agent or somebody off the waiver wire? Would it be the slot? Or if somebody that plays that somewhere else where they can pick that up again and a nice little nickel that you're playing here? Or is it the, 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 that safety position? I think if you bring in a safety, a veteran safety, a guy that's played in the league before, a guy that's that's been out there. We talked about you know DeAndre Houston Carson. I think a guy like that, you can plug him in and you can say that he's not going to lose a game for you. When you got a young guy out there that's not confident, a guy that just got here yesterday, doesn't know the coverages, yeah. doesn't know the calls, that makes it more difficult for him to perform and to, to have any type of success. I hear you, but the Bears had some some uh, some young guys step up in them safety positions last year, and they did all right. They did all right. I hear what you're saying, though. I hear what you're saying. I hear the depth issues. You want them to address it, Herb. When you look at when you look at that, uh, you know that that my my little fictitious scenario of having Kyler Gordon play safety. It's like I'm playing Madden and I'm just moving people around <laughs> to where I want them to be, and then they're just in these positions. Um, I mean, you know, what what else do you think the Bears can do to try to help themselves in that situation? I just think that Ryan Poles understands that the Bears were more than one offseason away from being legitimate contenders, and so yeah. I asked him that question yesterday when he when he responded and said, you know, we filled seventy five to eighty percent of the holes, and that, yeah. that leaves you with you know twenty five twenty percent uh, uh, more holes on this roster. And that's just the, that's just the reality of where they are in this process. And I think they've, they've, they've certainly improved their frontline talent. When you talk about guys like DJ Moore and Tremaine Edmonds and Yannick Ngakwe, they've improved their front end talent, but it takes a little bit more than one offseason to improve the front end and, and address the depth issues. So that right now there's in a place where they have starters that you feel pretty good about, but those guys go down they just aren't at that space yet where they can plug and play a guy that you think you can win with. And so I just think that's where they are in the process. And I, I, don't, I don't foresee them, you know, taking any drastic measures to try and, you know, plug any, you know, any stop gaps for those injuries this year and start moving. I don't see those types of things happening. Um, I, I love where Kyler Gordon is at right now. I'm putting him in the slot. I think he's going to have a monster season. Yeah, I really, really do. I like that. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see them moving him around. I don't see them doing much to move anybody around. Bojack yeah. goes down. Elijah Hicks will come in and play, and you know that's it'll just that's just what it is, and they'll live with that. Um, again, I think that you know the the, the front office and Ryan Post staff they understood that that they were more than one offseason away from being legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And so, you know, next year they'll be able to address it even more. And ideally you push, you add depth by pushing your roster from the top down. I think that's their do. So they bring in DJ Moore and they push Darnell Mooney down a little bit. They push Chase Claypool down a little bit. Yeah. Baylor's down a little bit. EQ down. I yeah, think like that's that. how you create depth as opposed to just trying to find guys to come up off the bottom. And so I think that's just where they are in the process. And, you know, another year or so 
they'll be, you know, uh, better suited in terms of handling injuries right now. They just, that's not where they are in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're trying to avoid disaster as a whole. Right. <laughs> and I think that that's something that the, the organization is trying to avoid. You see just, you know, Justin Fields trying to avoid it, but, but Herb answer me this. What does disaster look like for the Chicago bears in this upcoming season? If it were to happen. It's about, it's about Justin. It's about Justin not developing. Justin doesn't develop. He doesn't take that next step in terms of being able to uh, understand what defenses are doing to him post-snap and quickly decipher and find those answers. I think that's going to be – that's what it's actually looked like for him. If he doesn't take that next step into uh, progressing as a passer, um, it's not about his arm talent. It's not about his accuracy. He can make all the throws. It's, just, it's about his ability – to quickly decipher what the defense does to him post-snap. Pre-snap, he understands exactly what he wants to do, and he understands what he's looking at in terms of the defense. But when they show you a zone and then they bring pressure or they show pressure and drive into a zone, how quickly can he find the answers to those problems? That's the next step. And if he's able to do that, then that's what you want. And if he's not, then you're going to see, you know, some, some, some bad decisions and some turnovers. And if you go through, you know, 17 games and you don't see an improvement in that, that's what this actually looks like. You end up at the end of the season saying, we need a quarterback, right? And that's the last thing they do. I don't believe that. Time. I believe that Justin is absolutely ready and able to take that next step. Yeah. If, I mean, this is what disaster looks like. Disaster looks like Justin not being what he is. Do you think uh, me and Gabe been having this argument? I got a two two part question for him. First thing is, do you think Fields goes for over three thousand yards this year? Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's a I think that's a legitimate number from the be able to hit. You talk about seventeen games. Yeah, you know, 200, 200 yards would get him at thirty four hundred. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think that's a legitimate number. Now you you account for maybe some injuries and say he plays. You know, 15 games or 14 Herb, games. I've been trying really to tell this guy. I said, he was throwing to us. He was throwing to me, you, and Gabe last year at the end of the season. He still <laughs> had the fourth best QBR from week seven to week 16. So my next question here is uh, about the offensive line, man. You've been over at Hallis Hall. How do you think this shakes out? Do you think we got Lucas Patrick at center? Do you think we go Cody Whitehair left guard, Braxton Jones left tackle, Nate Davis right guard, and then obviously uh, Darnell Wright at right, right tackle? Yeah, this probably doesn't reflect well on me as a beat reporter. I have no idea. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know what's happening with the offensive line. I know. I know that Darnell Wright's going to play right tackle. I know that Braxton Jones is going to play, play left, left tackle. tackle. It seems like Nate Davis is ready to step into his position at right guard. Whatever's yeah. been going on with him the entire offseason, be it injuries, be it off the field issues, be it you know whatever was going on with him and Fluce. Um, I think those three things. I think we know those things right now, um, but what's going to happen at left guard and center between a myriad of guys? You got a lot of guys that are factored into you know yeah. those two spots, and I, I I would only be guessing to say you know Dan Feeney and Dan Lucas Feeney, Patrick yeah. and Cody Whitehair, yeah. Tari Carter. I, I would only be guessing, and so I really don't know. I, I really don't know. Well, those guys are going to be blocking for Justin Fields. We do know that, and <laughs> we also know that the backfield. Uh, is going to need their help as well. Let's let's talk about the rookie Roshan Johnson for a second, Herb. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you've had a chance to to see him up close. We've only yeah. got we've only Big got fan. glimpses of him, you know, in in the preseason. <laughs> but it, there wasn't anything that made me say, "Oh my God, this is good. this guy is going to be the next greatest thing." But definitely a serviceable yeah. serviceable running back. Um, did he stand out in ways to you during the, pre, the preseason and training camps? I've been honest and on the record about. 
being perplexed about the hype surrounding this fourth round running back that was a backup in college. Like, I mean, I understand what everybody's talking about, and he's a great person, a great leader, and he's downhill and these things. So I've, I've said that all time. Like, I don't, I don't know what these expectations are coming from of him being just the next great Bears back. That being said, I do like the things that I've seen from him. He is a downhill runner. He does have some really good ability. I do like what I see from him in terms of pass protection, and so I've I've grown I've grown increasingly. Um, more confident in, in, in what he could mean to this offense as early as this season. And so uh, I like what I've seen from Roshan Johnson. He is a downhill runner. He's a one-cut, decisive back that runs behind him. He runs with great pad level. He gets behind his pads, and he finishes those runs with, with a level of violence that, you know, Chicago Bears fans like. And so I, I like what I've seen from him. I don't know, you know how quickly that will turn to him being – number one back or three down back. I'm not sure, but I do like what I've seen from him. I understand the traits that they like um, in terms of going out and drafting him. He's a guy I want to block for, Gabe. Like, if I'm in the huddle and I see Roshan in the huddle, I go, I know this this dude's about to run hard, and he's about to break some tackles, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm blocking hard. block for one second. One more right? second. Roshan's going to hit the, I like Herb. I like Roshan. I know he's going against mm-hmm. twos and threes. But he's showing a lot. He's breaking tackles. I didn't. Have, I saw the stat earlier. He was in the the top five of the preseason for for yards after contact and yeah. just everything. I, seeing from him, what he's done. I think done. that's real. I think that's real. Yeah. Clay. I don't think that's like a, a you know versus twos or threes thing. I think that's real. I think he yeah. plays with that great contact bounce. I think he's going to be able to break tackles. I think he is their best uh, pass protector in terms yeah. of running backs. Just this you know technically his form. Uh, the way he goes about it. So I, I think yeah. there's a lot to learn about that kid. Like I said, I was I was very public about it. Like, I don't know what all this hype is. Yeah. I, mean, I was also hopeful that he could be the next great Bears back. And we're talking about Payton and Gail Sayre and then Matt Forte <laughs> and then Roshan Johnson, right? I, I hope that I hope that's true. I just didn't understand where it was coming from. But I do like the things that you see from him. I think, I think he can really help this team. Herb, on a personal note, before we let you go, man, I know the season's about to start next week, so – I mean, I know you've been in the thick of it already with, with training camp and, and preseason, but anything you're doing to just kind of hit the reset button before the season starts for you? Anything anything you got on the agenda for the next week and a half? Yeah, what you got going on? Uh, Some self-care? I'm, try, I'm trying to check in on try, you. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I appreciate that. I'm going to try to spend some time with the family and, and hang out a little bit with some of my friends. There's a couple of events going on, some house parties. I'm going to make some pool parties and day parties. Some things we're going to get to. I'm actually at uh, Lincoln Park Zoo for a night at the zoo right now. Uh, just ducked into uh, some staff-only place I'm not supposed to be to talk to y'all. <laughs> so, oh, that's so, awesome. So, so I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking some time, you know, to kind of, you know, get some of these things done because, like you said, once one hits, it's just, you just kind of get in the grind. And the next thing you know, you get your head down and it's, it's week 18. That. So yeah. I know the next four months don't belong to me. Uh, so – uh, you know, for the next for the next you know few days, I'll definitely take some time from my Go check out those drafts, man. They got a good draft exhi- draft exhibit at the at the You're zoo. So it's, it's, okay. it's, a, it's adult night. We're doing real drafts. All right, Clay. All right, hey Herb, get back get back to your night, man. Enjoy these next couple of days because, like you mentioned, it is going to be crazy for you for the next four months, and we look forward to yeah. uh, sharing those moments with you here on the score. Yeah, enjoy the family time, Herb. Appreciate you coming on. Indeed, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Herb Howard from It's the Bigs right here on 670 The Score. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Herb Howard 411. I mean, 
that's the biggest issue here but with with doing sports radio is if you and and I'm the and I always speak from the fans perspective but if you say anything about anyone other than like championship and greatness and super bowl and, and world series it's almost like they come down on your heart so I was glad to hear Herb talk about Roshan Johnson where I look at Roshan Johnson and I, and I and I try to think about Ryan Poles and his scouting department and how they view the running back position. Cause you have a Khalil Herbert, a holdover, right? Yeah. You have Dante Foreman. Okay. I Free agent. One I year, like it. Right. You're dealing, yeah. Tristan Ebner. No bueno. Yeah. He's gone. Right. D- who you drafted last year. Yeah. Um, You got Homer who yeah. is a third on back. Agent, that's special probably not going to end up sticking around. Yeah. And then Roshan Johnson, who's not, you know what I'm saying? So again, I'm just looking at when you're talking when you're talking about who, what positions do they seem to uh, draft well? Well, we know secondary they do a good job there. Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Scott, or Terrell Smith, Jaquan uh, Brisker, and Kyler Gordon. It's going to be up the up and down year for Ty- Tyreek Stevenson, but continue. Trust me, we could spend the last segment talking about Tyreek Stevenson. I have I have thoughts about him. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Okay, we're gonna, li- ta- we're gonna talk. Like no, 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 no. We're gonna yeah. talk about Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, after the after this, uh, but we and continue our conversation about the Chicago Bears. One more segment to go. Gabe Ramirez, nine-year NFL vet, Clay Harbor, hanging out for you as we are live and local on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. Play action fake to Haskins. Another out round. This one a little bit tighter. And Stevenson, as he's been as of late, a ball hawk, nearly took it away from the fellow rookie Colton Dowell. Got those long arms, almost was able to pluck that. Will Levis late with the throne behind him. That's one Stevenson's going to look at in the replay booth tomorrow and say, hey, I got to make that play. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the free Odyssey app. Little Tyreek Stevenson action right there. We're going to spend the last couple of minutes talking about the rookies. Because we could spend the last 10 minutes talking about Music Soul Child. Yeah, he's in town. Look at right here. I'm looking at the website. Stage premiere. That's what they call up front. The, and I feel bad because the promoter priced these all wrong. But stage premiere is 85 bucks, which wow. is front row to go see Music Soul Child. But then premiere tickets, which is the second tier, yeah. 78 bucks. Third tier, 75 bucks. There's a $3 difference between tiers. Yeah, I'm going to no take sense. tier one. Every time. Yeah, easy. You have to create more of a gap there. You could have made yourself yeah. a little bit more money. But either way, I'm going to go see Music Soul Child tomorrow. I will not ask Clay Harbor to sing you any songs because he did during the commercial break. And let me tell you. Bro, I don't, have, I don't have a good voice. It's like your mom said. I remember the story. Yeah, you still, yeah it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> see, I listen, Clay. I pay attention, man. Bro, identify uh, natural talents. Yes, find out what you do well and yeah. excel at that. And what Tyreek Stevenson does well, no one's complaining about that is his ability to play the cornerback position in the National Football League. He clearly belongs. He is athletic enough. Yeah. He has the will, the determination. But there is one part of his game that could potentially hold him back. He holds. The mental part. The mental part. He's Well, he, he holds. That's one thing I've noticed as a, as a tight end. You know, we go up against, obviously not cornerbacks, but safeties. And it's hard for these guys to break the tendencies when you hold and you come to the NFL. They're going to call that. This is a passing league. You can't get away with pulling a receiver. He had two of those penalties. They're bad. 
bad holds. He came back and everybody forgot about it because he had that nice, very nice interception, toe tapping. If you do that, great. But but if there, you give up touchdowns as a result on the other side of that. There are some concerns. He missed interception in the end zone. He, he had a couple holding calls. In training camp, he would have these big plays. He would get into a lot of fights. And I'm just hoping I love him playing physical. I love him going for the football. I think he's got the right mindset. He's the type of guy that wants to get better, but he's going to have an up and down year. You can't pencil him in. Like some people are saying, oh, we got Tyree Stevenson there. It's going to be, he's a rookie playing cornerback from a second round. He's, it's his first time playing in the NFL. We saw them attack him on his very, in the very first game. Yes. They just attacked him. They said, oh, you're the rookie. We saw, you saw, you saw Josh Allen do it. I mean, it just, you know, they're going to pick on him. The question is, and the thing we have to be concerned about, not concerned about, but the thing that we should be watching. We saw growth last year from Kyler Gordon. Yeah. He struggled. He struggled mightily at the beginning of the season, and then changed his fortune towards the end. It's all about growth. So yeah. that's what we got to be paying attention to. To Ty- Tyreek Stevenson, will he still have that same hold call in Week 14? Will it affect the result of a game if he's doing that in the fourth quarter and he has a, a, a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for a late hit out of bounds that we saw uh, also during the preseason? So. It's those kinds of things. It's the it's the mindset. It's a, fi- it's a fine line to walk, Clay. He's going to get a lot of balls, too. He's going to get a lot of balls way. his Because Jalen Johnson's on the other side. Jalen Johnson's on the other side. Okay, he's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. Kyler Gordon and Tyreek Stevenson are going to have a huge impact on the success of this Bears defense. I love, I love the two linebackers. I, I, I love what we got going on in the middle. I think TJ Edwards and Terrell Edmonds – are good. Obviously, they, they were injured off on and off the field in the preseason. Didn't get to see a ton of them during training camp, but I think they are going to hold up and going to perform. I think Kyler Gordon and Tyreek Stevenson are going to have a huge impact on this defense. Can Kyler Gordon get better now that he's playing slot? I think he will. He's played better during training camp. I, I saw some growth. You know, he was, I'll say it, he was terrible at man to man coverage. And they haven't been running a ton of man to man coverage. But when you're in man-to-man coverage in the slot, you got to be able to hold up because those are important, critical situations. A lot of time on third down when you're trying to heat up a defense. Okay, so Kyler Gordon's got to get better. And Tyreek Stevenson, he's going to be guarding some good outside receivers. He's going he's gonna to have his hands full. Really good outside receivers. Most teams are running two, three deep right now. In my opinion, toughest position on the field. I know if you watched you know, Undisputed with with – Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson and Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman said cornerback is the toughest position in the football field, and they went off on him. I'm agreeing with Richard Sherman. It's a tough position. It's hard. But I think Tyreek Stevenson has the tools, but it's going to be a a growing phase for him. He is not going to come in perfect. People are going to get aggravated with him sometimes because he's going to have penalties. He's going to get beat. He's going to show up in the run game. He's going to make a couple plays, but he's not going to play perfectly. Yeah, and I think that that's something that the Bears obviously are willing to work with him through, right? I mean, he's going to be making these things, but it's clear as day he's going to be the starting cornerback outside of or alongside Jalen Johnson. This this we do know. And so he's going to have his bumps and bruises, and the Bears are going to have to deal with it. Again, I just go back to to what I'm hoping is not a personality issue. Yeah. Because, like – Listen, as fans, we can see those players. Like we saw it with Javon Wims. We saw it with uh, Anthony Miller. People that 
couldn't control their emotions and end up costing the Bears in certain situations. Yeah. And then they end up, you know, being off the team. We just, I, I, I just don't want a guy like that. Yeah. Or a, someone that's going to hurt. Like, I don't care. You want to be physical, be physical, but just don't cost your team. Yeah. Be smart. Be smart about the dirty play. Yeah, I love the persona. I love being physical. I think that that adds an element to your team. I mean, I was that guy. I want. I was the guy that took what it guy? to the edge. I was a guy that was going to block someone until the whistle and then push you a little bit afterwards <laughs> and try to get a penalty for a hit for the retaliation. I was going to be the guy that was going to hold a little bit so the ref couldn't see it. I was doing those things. I know I got in fights in, in training camp and practice. I love that persona. I think it brings something to the team, your mentality, but you got to be smart about it. You can't be holding. You don't throw a guy out of bounds after you already tackled him. Those plays yeah, are, that costs are plays that cost you games, and games cost you seasons. Plays cost you games. Games cost you seasons. All that matters. I think he's got talent. I've seen a lot of good cornerbacks in my day. I've played with Darius Slay. I've played with some big-time cornerbacks and I think he's got talent to be a good one, but it's going to take a while for him to understand the NFL and how it's done at this level. Well, let's hope that he is a quick learner because week one is right around the corner. Yeah. They Bears got some receivers too. taking on the Green Bay Packers week one. Uh, we cannot wait for it. All right. Yeah. We got to thank our guests for today. First and foremost... Hanging out with us in the seven o'clock hour, Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo, what a what a great guy. Class act there. Got to thank Scott Merkin, Merkin for hanging out yeah. with us, talking White Sox baseball. And you just heard from him about a half hour ago. Herb Howard, Herb, in the middle of his Lincoln Park Adult Zoo nights at the zoo, getting faded, getting faded with the seagulls. He's gonna go feed the drafts. <laughs> He's watching the penguins. Right? <laughs> the penguins <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, Got to shout out our producer extraordinaire today, Tyler Farringall. Appreciate you, Tyler. Oh, no sounder, bro. I told you, you got to find the one where they say, your nickname's Baby T. Who gave you that name? It was me. But that's That should be your sounder right there. Uh, so shout out Tyler Farringall. Next time you will hear me on 670, I think I'm doing Monday. I'm doing like the afternoon show, Labor Day. Oh, you're with me too? Look at that. Baby T. I said that's his that's his radio name. Should be his nickname. Baby T. Let's but he gotta, go. But he gotta bang his hat to the side. How old is Baby T? You look young, by the way. Twenty-two. Oh wow. You know you're young when you give your age freely. Twenty-two? This guy's already doing big things. That's how you know you're old because you're harping on the fact that he's twenty-two. All right. Uh me hinted, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time. I am Gabe Ramirez. He is Clay Harbor, and this is Chicago Sports Radio. 670 to score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.